But like I said, but then you begin to understand the system of how we don't make any money. You know, we're just a never-ending cycle. Hey everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be doing some random things. But first, it's all mono time. Listen, rich people, poor people, poor people act rich, rich people act poor. Like my daddy always says, never quit your day job while trying to conquer the world. Okay? Just remember that. Listen, success is a definition of measuring of how hard you work. The labor you put into your work, it shows by how hard you put into what you do. It's like your baby. You give it birth. You give it life. You make it fruitful. So you want it to grow. And you want your business to be successful. And you want everything and anything to, um, to show what you do. So... So sometimes you have to put the efforts forward. Yeah, you do. And you got to show what you did. Labor intensive. And... Yeah, you gotta... Ouch. Sorry. Got a hangnail. Now I'm about to bleed. Yeah, well, whatever. But you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta put emphasis. You gotta stress what you're doing. You gotta um, show your labor. Good example. (coughs) Here's a person who became a billionaire. Became one of the largest billionaires in real estate. But not really real estate. He was a real estate. He wasn't into real estate. But he became a real estater. He became a real estate investor. He was a broker and an investor all in one. His name was Roy Kroc. The guy who... Guy who um, friend, he wasn't the guy who founded McDonald's. He was the guy who pioneered McDonald's. Because what he did was, he pioneered the idea of franchises. Because what he did was, he bought, went out, bought land, built the McDonald's, and le- then give it to the franchise owners. And they had to pay rent, which is royalties and everything on McDonald's licensing and everything. Yeah, that made them majority shareholders, and so that McDonald's had to fork over tons and tons of money, and they had to give tons and tons of money, and everybody had to pay this outlandish royalty fee because that's what McDonald's required. <clears throat> Did you know most franchise owners are not even successfully wealthy? 
That's true. Because you know why? Because McDonald's, McDonald's franchise owners usually break even if they're, if they're in a good key location. The way they make money is by owning more, multiple locations. So if I own four or five locations, yeah, I'll generate a little bit of profit. Not a lot. I mean, it's not a lot to where you can say I'm a, I'm a millionaire. No, that's not true. That's not how it's going to happen. What it's going to do is it's going to make you well off. But you're going to be happy. Because you, you're a real franchise owner of a McDonald's. Great. Good concept. Great idea. Would I do it? Eh. But you got to have a lot of money. You got to have at least five million capital. Five to ten million capital to own the franchise of McDonald's. Church's Chicken. Popeye's. You got to have money. Um, KFC. Taco Bell. Places like that. You got to have a lot of capital. They prefer that because they want you to be self-sustaining because you got to pay for the renovations and all the equipment that they require you to have. And then you got to stock your place with all this food. And in the first year, you're probably not going to make enough money because you're going to be going through employees left and right. You know, it's just, it's just how marketing is. I knew one of my old bosses, great guy. He owned a, you know, owned a small restaurant. The first year, he went through, he went through 1,500 employees. The reason why, and it wasn't nothing. It was nothing he did. It was nothing he did because he was the one that he didn't hire them. He was the owner. He was never there. He was at his office, trying to trying to open up a second restaurant of the same name. What he did was, what he did was. He hired a general manager. Told the general manager, you want a bonus every month? Cut my cost down. Cut my cost down, but raise my profits. So the general manager did this. He cut, he he cut. He hired people at such a low wage, like he hired dishwashers. Dishwashers is the backbone of any restaurant. You need a dishwasher. He hired one dishwasher for minimum wage. Then he'll hire a prep cook and make that prep cook also wash dishes. So he'll kill two birds in one stone. So I got, a, I got an extra dishwasher because that prep cook can wash dishes as well. So that's what happens. And then he hire his line cooks at a dollar above minimum wage. So if minimum wage is, say, let's, let's, we can do this example. I always use good example. Say minimum wage is $8. If minimum wage is $8, which is, people say, no, it's like $13 or $14, $15. We'll just use if it's $8 an hour, he will pay $9. Because he can tell everybody that my minimum, I pay them, a, I pay them above minimum wage. That's what he'll say. And guess what? He's right. I paid above minimum wage. And that's what he pays above minimum wage. So now that he pays above minimum wage, guess what that means? Hey, good money. You're making money. You're generating wealth. Everybody's generating wealth. 
we're all successfully wealthy. We're making substantial amounts of wealth. We're profiting, right? Yes and no. But the yes part is yes, everybody's making money. We're all getting some. We're all making it happy. We're all putting it in our pockets. We're all generating our substantial amounts of wealth. Everyone, we are building. But guess what? The owner is the one that's making the most money. General manager gets his bonus. The executive chef gets his bonus because their salary. Everybody else, what do we get? We get a good job. Oh, hey. He'll get a bottle of wine. Let's taste this new bottle of wine. It's free. I'll be like, my head, I'm thinking, I want my, you know, that's what you think about. <laughs> and see, success by those businessmen is all about making a profit. Yes, they love you. Yes, they give you an attaboy. You give you a pat on the back. They tell you you're doing a good job. But in return, you're making more profits for that owner than you are for yourself. I learned that. Because I remember one day I walked in, one day, one day, this is this is something that happened in this, this is something that happened in this in this restaurant. I actually was there when it happened. I was I was doing some prep and I got on the line. Because I got done doing some prep. I got I came upstairs to get on I came upstairs to stock. While I was upstairs stocking, I was upstairs stocking the line. This is what actually this is, this is weird. I was stocking the line. Um the general manager said we're sh the general man wow the g the gm which is general manager stands for general manager said we're short a dishwasher well what happened was the dishwasher came in and there were dishes piled up and he hadn't even started he just he just sat there and looked at it and walked out general manager was like hey wait a minute wait a minute, wait a minute. what do i gotta do i know i know i'm sorry I'm sorry, our day dishwasher quit. What do I do to get you to stay? And he's like, cut that dishes down, then I'll stay. Um, I have nobody. What do you want me to do? I only got you. He says, well, no, you don't. Bye. And he walked out. He says, I will find a job. This is not the kind of job I want. Where y'all are dogging me. I'm not even making, I'm making minimum wage for this job. But you're telling me, oh, you get plenty of hours. That's not the that's not the issue. So the GM comes up and, and the guy walks off. GM, I'm coming upstairs. I have the whole line is empty. The whole line is dead empty. There's nothing stocked. Cause I just got to, I had everything already. I'm getting ready to I'm getting ready to fill the whole line up with food, rice, everything. And all of a sudden, I'm coming upstairs bringing this stuff. The general manager says, take that back downstairs. And just leave it on the table. I was like, okay. And he says, come upstairs. I know this is not your job, but you're a prep cook and you, you got to fill in. I need dishwasher. So I had to go do dishes. So I go over there and that's not my job description. I, I sat there and was washing dishes. All of a sudden, behind the wall of the um, salad manager, which is a big open grill, something that people cook with, it's up or it sits up top. It, what it does is a salamander... Um, it flames the top of food. It makes a, makes a crust on top of food, so gives it a nice, nice good crust on top. And also the bottom. Really good. That salamander had, they put it in, 
whoever put that in improperly <laughs> stuck it in wrong. Yeah, really. Improperly stuck it in wrong. Yes, stuck it in wrong. I felt bad. It was wrong. Put it behind the wall, in the wall of the restaurant, because it was an old building. It was, it was flaming. The wall, inside the walls were on fire. We saw some smoke. I'm over there washing dishes. And I look up and I see the smoke and I, and I grab and I go, look, hey, there's smoke up there. And we're trying to find out where the smoke's coming from. Then he looks behind the wall and he saw the wall on fire. So the sous chef hits the um, air, hits the, the air, the air, the air, the air machine. Hits the um, ansel. The, yeah, the ansel. It's a, you know, shoots all that chemicals and stuff. And the chemicals went everywhere. The whole building was in smoke. They had to give everybody in the restaurant a refund. Yeah, they did. Because we were full house. Packed house. Everybody got a refund. Then, all the prep that we had, because they were bringing up prep. They were bringing, they were, the cooks were going downstairs bringing the prep up, setting it on the table. They haven't got a chance to put it under. They would set it up top. And it wasn't even saran wrapped yet because I didn't have a time. And they had to throw all that away. Then all the wine and all the liquor had to be thrown away. Contamination. Everything was contaminated. The owner came in. He was pissed. The owner was pissed because we had to throw away. We had to throw away $50,000 worth of stuff. Fifty grand worth of food. High-end food. Steaks. Rice. Saffron rice. Saffron. The oils. The truffle oil, the truffles, the lobsters, the lobster chunks. We had to throw all that away. Yes, all that had to be got thrown away. Do you know what the owner did? He was pissed. <coughs> yes. He was trying to save that stuff. So you know what he did? Everything that was like liquor and everything that was all tossed in the trash. He said, put all the liquor in one trash. He said, I want it all in one trash. Leave it. He told everybody, leave it. Food said, leave it. I don't care. He's like, yeah. And he, we had to leave it. Then he said, everybody get outside. So he called a couple of his friends to come over and help him. General manager and him went inside along with his maintenance crew that he called because the fire department were there. The fire department, because when you call, when the ANSO gets these pulled, you have to call the fire department. They came in to check to make sure everything was good. Then they called the owner. General manager and all of them called the owner. The owner came in after the fire department did their thing. He said, you're good. <coughs> but we had to clean the place up. But before we cleaned the place up, the owner turned around and told everybody, get outside. So everybody stood outside. So we stayed outside while he was in there. His friends pulled up in a van. They, they brought in, they counted. They, they took pictures. They counted, they counted everything. They counted everything that, that was thrown away, that shouldn't have been thrown away, but was thrown away. That was just money, and he had insurance, so he had to take pictures and everything, so he didn't touch anything. He said, leave everything the way it is. Leave everything, he told everybody, don't throw, don't, don't throw anything. They were throwing stuff in the trash. He stopped them, he told stop the bartenders, go outside. Cooks, leave everything on the, on the counter. Good. The answer was all white powder and stuff. So he put the so he took pictures of everything. Then we had to throw everything away. What he could salvage, 
he had to write everything. He wrote everything off in the restaurant. Everything had to be written off for, for tax purposes. But he salvaged, I, I believe that man salvaged approximately half of that stuff. Not the food. The liquor, the wine, he probably salvaged that. He could salvage that. Yeah, he probably, you know, could salvage some of that. The smoke and stuff. Yeah, he salvaged most of that. Yep. We did We did a complete... Then, we're not getting paid. He So, he, so I... I, I had to leave everything. We had to take all the food and put it in trash. So I got paid to take all this food out. We took everything out of the counters, out of the cabinets, everything, out of the refrigerators and stuff, put it in the trash, tore it outside in the dumpster. Then we couldn't wipe anything down yet. We had to wait. We had to throw the food away because it was no good. The insurance adjuster came and he took pictures and he said, now we can clean. So we wiped everything down. After we wiped everything down, we put everything in bags. We had to put everything in bags. We washed everything. I had to wash everything, put it in trash bags and tie it. Then turn around, take everything out of the trash bags and wash it again and then put it back up and put them up, stack them up. That's kind of stupid to do that, but he said that's what the owner said we had to do. So we did that. And, and, and reality was, the moral of that story was that owner made a killing. You know what I got out? You know, you know what my paycheck was? Because I worked there and I actually worked for, I was a prep cook, so I made a dollar above minimum. Yeah, I made a dollar above minimum. I was like a line cook. I was a prep. I made a dollar above minimum. I, minimum was nine. I made 10. That was seriously. Yeah, minimum was nine. I made 10. That's what I made. A dollar above minimum. Yep. I had as much hours as I could. I can have I can have as many hours as I wanted. They gave me tons of hours. I did I did caterings and stuff. I I would come in I would come in and do doubles. Sometimes I would actually do a triple. Yep. But I had an hour I had an hour in between each one each shift. So that's how they get away with that. Yep. And that's how I got away with. It. Did I, did I learn something? I learned that I was making more money for the owner of that business than I was for myself. So that means I was actually putting in a lot of work, and I shouldn't have. Well, don't get me wrong. I actually liked him because I got a good, a good, a good hands experience. And my executive chef was pretty hands-on. But guess what? When it, when it came down, when it came to balls to the walls, when I said balls to the walls, when it came to working really balls to the walls where we had to get ourselves knee deep in dirt yeah he was in there I remember one day he came in at nine o'clock in the morning because he had to come in for a meeting after the meeting he you know was getting ready to leave when two cooks two cooks didn't show up two cooks didn't show up in the morning two morning cooks didn't show up they called off so he had to work it came to the evening I'm, I'm prep because that's what I was hired for three line cooks because in the evening they have more people we have more line cooks we have we have four line cooks one person in the middle who dresses the plate and stuff he didn't come in we had a fryer the guy who does fryer and stuff and salads and stuff he <clears throat> he had 
he requested off. It was already requested. He requested off. And they forgot they gave it to him. The general manager forgot until he looked in his calendar and was like, shit. So that was his fault. He didn't call nobody. So that was that. <coughs> the dresser, he dressed, the dress cook didn't, didn't come in. And then on top of that, the, the grill cook who works the flat grill who does the grill and everything and all that stuff with the small pans and saucepans and stuff he called off because he called off because he blew he blew a flat tire he blew a tire at his job and he said there's no way he can get to work and he says it's nothing that I didn't do and they knew he blew a tire they told someone that the executive chef says where are you at I'm at my you know other job he says I'll, I'll be there to pick you up we're short so he picked him up. He said, I'll make sure you will get a ride home. And he says, okay. I came up to, I came in the building and the first thing they said was, you're getting on the line. Uh, and I'm like, okay. Because you're going to be dressing this stuff. I'm like, okay. So I get on the line, I dress the stuff. All of a sudden, the executive chef, all of a sudden, the, the general manager comes over and says, um, you got to get off the line. And he goes, sous chef, the executive chef goes, Why? I don't have a sous chef. I don't have a dresser. What, what the hell's going on? I'm short two people over here. I need him. He says, I don't have a dishwasher. What? And I was washing dishes. Did I want to wash dishes? No, not really. But hey, you got to do what you got to do. The moral of the story is, the reason why I'm telling you this is because I want you to understand that a lot of times you may have to do a job you may not want to do. You may have to do a job you may not like. You may have to do a job that you can't stand. And you hate doing that job. But remember one thing. It also builds something. You also learn something from that. See, each job teaches you something. See, I always tell, I, I mean, I stress this. You're either there for a reason or for a season. You'll find out the reasons why you're there. Like I said, never quit your day job while conquering the world. All right? You're going to be successful at what you do, but never quit. Never give up. Always go for it. Even if it kills you. You hate the job. Some people say, you know what? I noticed it. Jobs you love, you never stay there. Jobs you hate, you'll be there. Reason being, because you hate the job, but yet and still, if you hate your job, if you love your job, but you have no, you have no bills, no, of course you'll stay there. Because you love the job. But if you got mad bills, but, you, but you're but at a job you hate, you'll stay there because you got bills. I mean, if you can move, yes, you'll move. But there's no way you will move if you can't. So I'm telling you, there's no way. Success is by pushing yourself. And what you do is how you push yourself. So listen, do what you got to do to be successful. Stress yourself out. Follow your dreams, okay? Follow your dreams, all right? This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. And I want to tell you, follow your dreams, okay? I got to go. Got to go pay some water bills. Talk to you later.